Sandy, how do you have to come to you live? What happened? Nothing. I'm in, just playing around. In your Belinda, California, uh, for the Living Fearless Devotional. How are you, Schnooks? It's a production of ResurrectMinistry.com, where yes. you could find... Oh, look, my hair is doing this weird thing in the screen screen. Uh, no, it's just a little strand. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you check us out on resurrectministry.com. It's our website where you can find all of our content, a little more information about Andy and I, the Fearless Man podcast. We've recommended some new books. If you want to check them out, I hope they will uh, bless you, be of help in your walk with Christ. You could drop us a line. We'd love to hear your comments. And if you are so inclined to want to donate, there's a little donate pop-up that comes out, our new widget. Nice. Have you added this book? Take it back. I don't think I've added that yet. No. I'm going to have to it's add a good that. manly book. For manly men. I talked about it today on the, the manly broadcast. Hey, Carrie News. How's your husband, Carrie? Yes. We've been praying for him and thinking about him all day today. Yes. Um, all right. Our title today is Trustworthy. Yes. I have some questions about that word. Do you? Okay. Yes. We are reading from Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon, and um, it's October 27th. The reference is 2 Timothy 2.11, which says, here is a trustworthy saying. It says trustworthy a lot in this devotional. It does. From the pen of Charles Spurgeon, he says, Paul made four of these trustworthy sayings. The first is 1 Timothy 1.15. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. The second is 1 Timothy 4, 8 through 9. Godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. The third is 2 Timothy 2, 11 through 12, or 11 and 12. Here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. And the fourth is Titus 3.8. This is a trustworthy saying that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. And a connection between these four passages can be made. The mm -hmm. first trustworthy saying is lays, uh, so, sorry, trustworthy saying lays the foundation of our eternal salvation through the free grace of God as revealed to us by the mission of the great Redeemer. The second passage affirms the double blessing we obtain through this salvation, the blessings of earthly and heavy, heavenly springs or of time and eternity. The third shows one of the duties to which the chosen are called. It is ordained by God that we are to suffer for Christ with the promise that if we endure, we will also reign with him. The fourth and final passage sets forth the ab admonition of Christian service, calling us to diligence in maintaining good works. Thus, we have the root of salvation in free grace, next the privileges of that salvation in our present life and in that to come. And we have the great and the two great teachings regarding our suffering with Christ and our serving with him, both filled with the blessings of the Spirit. May we treasure these trustworthy sayings, and may they guide our life, our comfort, and our instruction. Paul the Apostle and the Gentiles proved their trustworthiness, and they are still trustworthy today. 
not one of word not one word of god's will ever fall to the ground they are worthy of our acceptance so may we fully accept them now and prove their trustworthiness may these four trustworthy sayings be written on the four corners of my house okay so what you thinking well this is uh, odd because it points out something that is, it's not obvious, but it is. So it's maybe not something that I got the first 25 years of my Christian walk because I was merely religious as okay. opposed to me now being a godly man. That I uh, always question God's uh, attention on me, God's forgiveness for me, God's reliability. Mm, was trustworthiness. trustworthiness because I said why does this keep happening if there was a God this would not happen so there was I had not no that you had anything to do with it it was all no fault. yeah right right well that's for sure um but isn't that interesting that with strong faith or faith just faith with with real with true faith yes comes the knowledge of God's trust trustworthiness uh, yes. that when you are part Christian, half Christian, not full in Christian, you question God's trustworthiness, hmm. which is not full faith right. or not faith at all. Right. And it just now came to me with this, this devotion. Wow. That's good. <laughs> it seems so elementary, but it would not have come to me until you have the experience of being you find him trustworthy now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you wake up in the morning and he's there. No matter if you Isn't wake up at one o'clock in the morning because <laughs> you can't sleep. I mean, he's always present. He's always there. And you know that he's always um, avail available to you to talk to. And he's always there to listen. Absolutely. He's trustworthy. And isn't that interesting that he was there the whole time, but it's only once you walk with him that you realize mm -hmm. that he is always there. Yep. And that he is always trustworthy. We were talking in Bible study today because we were reading um, Zechariah. And uh, one of the ladies was saying how she has friends that they say, oh, why do you bother to read that stuff? It's old. It's not, it's not relevant anymore. And so we were talking about all the reasons why we read it. And that I actually mentioned trustworthiness. I was like, when you see how God has, has carefully orchestrated every aspect of creation and of the destiny of civilization, then it's much easier to have trustworthiness in your life because he's, he's mapped out exactly how this is going to go for thousands of years. And you're like, well, if he could do all of that, he could easily take care of me. Mm -hmm. It just points to his trustworthiness because his word is trustworthy because it's infallible and it's, and it's re it's reaffirmed repeatedly throughout time from different authors. Mm -hmm. So if the Bible is true, then the words in the Bible are true. And therefore, I not only should believe them, but mm -hmm. I should follow them. As Jesus says, if you love me, then follow me, my commandments. That's how you show me that you love me. Right. And so I, I love the way Spurgeon describes this as the steps uh, to... to 
to trustworthiness and to me it describes you know the steps of our of coming to christ too because mm-hmm. for me that's how it starts you're like wow he came to save me and you're like basking in that and then the next is like oh but he came to save you and now you have to do stuff about it and oh by the way you may suffer <laughs> yeah <laughs> but remember there's eternity that yes coming with that that trustworthy that idea that he's trustworthy is that also, you must accept that his ways are not our ways. Right. That uh, it may yeah. take you down a path that you can't even right. see the light down. Absolutely. So, yeah. So interesting. I'm sorry. I'm kind of lost in this whole thing. Like, well, like, I didn't know how many times he said he's had got trustworthy sayings. <laughs> so when I uh, when I did a concordance of the word in Greek. It is often translated as faithful. So mm-hmm. some of the other translations say this is a faithful servant saying of God. And it appears 67 times in the Bible. <laughs> but I didn't realize that, like, what is the wisdom behind why he would preface certain expressions in the Bible as trustworthy sayings when they're all trustworthy? Like, why did he use those particular words to preface that point? What is it about these sayings that make them that much more important that they need an introduction like that? Oh, maybe our audience knows. Yes. Any Car- comments? Carrie says that he's hanging in there. Great. That's good. We want better than hanging in there. We want complete and right. full recovery. And Iris is here, but she's driving, so she's going to be listening from now on. Yes. No more con- commenting for Iris. <laughs> yes. And Carrie says endurance. Yes. Um, now can I ask you my question? Please. That I had? And, and since we have all women so far uh, commenting, I'm not sure if we have all women uh, watching. Oh, we just added somebody else. Um, when I hear trustworthy, I think of a dog. Dogs are pretty trustworthy. Kate and Mary, hello. Hi, Kate. Nice to see you. Um, and so it's not a put down to God. Okay. But, but the, that's that faithfulness. You know, mm-hmm. you show up home, and no, even if you didn't feed the dog, the dog will still be the wagging his tail, licking you in the face. Like there's no, like you could have kicked them earlier too, just uh, either on purpose or by accident. It's and amazing, then, isn't and it? Then, <laughs> it's amazing thought. He comes back to you, and looks you in the face, and says, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I made you mad enough to where you kick me." Oh. Like, <laughs> well, our spouses to right. be like that, wouldn't that be nice? Okay, there you come into my thing. Is that why is it? That seemingly, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with women for now, but because I, I don't know that men do the same thing, but women don't often go for the trustworthy guy. They like dangerous men. They like they they like the bad boy that isn't really associated with being trustworthy. No, trustworthy is almost a bad thing when it comes to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. What? That must be some satanic thing. It's, you know, the the flesh wanting the opposite of God. It's that hmm. sinful nature that it, why? It, it, it desires evil. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, untrustworthy people are evil for the most part. You see those movies all the time where you got this cl- nice, clean cut dude, you know, dressed well, hairs combed. 
and then uh, and you got this girl. Color? No, no, no. <laughs> no, stick with me. She knows. I'm sticking with you. So yeah, there's this whole story about the the girl in high school or college or whatever, and there's this boy that likes her, and he's all well dressed, right? Even has the the sweater vest. Yes. Right, and the little tie sometimes underneath, and, and it's it's a hundred degrees outside. And uh, then, yeah, the, the guy that pulls up on the motorcycle with a leather jacket and he's, uh, he's unshaven and she's going, oh, oh. and the other guy, she um, pushes that guy aside and jumps on the back of the motorcycle. Yeah. That's almost every movie. Yeah. In the end, at, at times, she gets whatever, you know, uh, gets disappointed by the motorcycle guy. Gets a little bit. Okay, I think yeah. we got the idea. And then, yes, uh, and then in the end, but it takes all the way to the end of the movie that she finally goes, "All right, I'll settle for the the trustworthy guy." Yes. Why is that? I my only answer is that it's, it's not as sin. fun. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, uh, everything that the flesh desires is is the opposite of what God wants. Hmm. And that's why God we brings us back that. to Eve, right? The motorcycle guy wasn't the one who handed her the apple. In the form of a snake. Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Hey, so, Cindy. Nice to see you. But Carrie says first. Alpha males, just harder to find godly ones. No, I mean, that's true. But there, but when, there are women who purposely mm-hmm. seek out uh, bad boys. Bad boy complex. Yeah, the men's conference. There were there were plenty of guys that appeared that they drove up in a on a Harley. Well, Harley's in and of themselves are not bad. <laughs> no, I'm just using that as an example. But uh, yeah, uh, Cindy says God is faithful and trustworthy. It's us that fail to trust. Absolutely, as if God was a man, but He is not. It's frustrating to lack the trust I want to have for God. Mm. Amen. Oh yes. I think she's just reiterating it because oh. of the spelling errors. Okay. <laughs> but I figured it hmm. out. Hmm. Says Gary. No, it's one of the, I'm not, I, I, it's probably, it's different for men. Men don't chase bad girls. No, we do. But... For, for obvious reasons. <laughs> the reasons are obvious. <laughs> and shall go nameless. <laughs> but, I mean, if you take our example, we often say we never would have chosen each other. But right. again, that's why following God is so important because he makes the right choices because he knows the end of the story. He knows mm. you like better than we know ourselves. His ways are not our ways. And so trusting God in that way allows you to see beyond your own capacity to choose, which has been broken many a times. Mm. That we lack the capacity to choose well for a variety of reasons. I see that. And God also chose um, very untrustworthy men and a few women that were not on the surface trustworthy. Or they were trustworthy and turned untrustworthy. They had no lapses. Yeah. Well, and I mean, again, I think that that's that's just the sinful nature. That is the flesh that constantly, you know, the four enemies constantly pulling us 
away from God. So it takes discipline and purpose and fortitude to stay godly. Mm. Doesn't come naturally without the Holy Spirit help. True. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Oh, look at that. Yeah, look, Jan has a fun fact for us. Oh, yeah. Hi, Jan. Just tuned in. Are we talking about Harley's? Chuck Swindoll used to write one. <laughs> He's the godfather of, of trusty pastors. I yeah. can't imagine him on a Harley. That's so funny. That's interesting. <laughs> hey, Jan. Um, can you read uh, what's his name's part? Jim's part on this. Okay. When we consider the number of biblical prophecies already fulfilled, we shouldn't need a reminder that God's word can be trusted. <laughs> Yet mankind is so forgetful, although we shouldn't be. For the Lord says to us, who are you that you forget the Lord, your maker? Nevertheless, in light of our forgetfulness, may the following passages remind us of the trustworthiness of God's word. O oh, sovereign Lord, you are God. Your words are trustworthy. That's from 2 Samuel 7:28. And then the law of the Lord is perfect. It revives the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. That's Psalm 19.7. And then, O oh Lord, the statutes you have laid down are righteous. They are fully trustworthy. That's from Psalm 119, 137, and 138. And as we look to God's promises yet to be fulfilled, remember the words of the angel to John. These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God of the spirit of the prophets, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Again, the importance of prophetic scripture and putting that in our hearts and remembering that this is a great, this is God's great love story to humanity. Mm -hmm. He wants us to open it and be like, look, I have created this masterpiece it is all part of a plan and i have included you i wrote your name in the lamb's book of life i engraved my scripture on your heart i sealed you with the holy spirit so that we could take part in that love story on everything that he's doing in the earth part of this great master plan wow so much so it sounds so much better when you say it <laughs> <laughs> i love when you say that Hey, uh, last night um, at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills, Jack had a, a guest speaker. William Federer. William Federer. And what a genius that man is. Yes. He was <laughs> watching him was like a fast moving train. You're like, oh, if I could only follow along. So um, just for those who didn't see it, well, there was one part that you found particularly interesting. I remember. I thought it was. Well, I mean, it was just the silence is acceptance that Christians can't be silent. And he pointed to scripture all throughout the Old and the New Testament that um, especially like during the time of Moloch when they were sacrificing babies, mm -hmm. he said, all of you who stand by and watch are guilty of their sin. For anyone that goes and uh, sacrifices their child, I will hold you responsible if you say nothing. And it was, and even Paul had indicted himself because he said when they were stoning the martyr Stephen, I accepted, I stood by and accepted, meaning just standing there was acceptance. Right. And he really regretted that, that act of his. And drawing that to modern day, he's saying you cannot, he gave all the Christian excuses. Well, if we just let evil run rampant, Jesus will come sooner. Mm -hmm. He's like, you can't do that. 
that's not that's not our mandate or two i'm just going to stay silent because i'm afraid and he knows for sure god doesn't want us to be afraid and he wants us to be bold for the gospel so so we can't use that as an excuse to not speak up when kids are getting killed not speak up when there's persecution not speak up when our freedom is taken away that's what i wrote my article on this week is that we cannot just stay quiet as the foundations of our country are ripped apart because we are the people who go around the world saying the freedom to speak and assemble are god-given rights that you should not take from human beings mm -hmm. and if we just let them go without saying anything then how do we Oh, he gave this brilliant example, folks. I, this was one of the best examples I could, um, I have heard about courage. He said, okay, we're all going to heaven. And let's imagine that we're all sitting there and there's this great bonfire and we're all sitting around with all the great prophets. And they tell their stories and Moses is like, you know, I stood in front of the sea and all I had was this stick and I hit on the, you know, and I, I waved it over the, uh, the, the ocean and it parted and God destroyed Pharaoh. And then David comes up and says, I was a kid. I was a teenager. And this big giant thought that he could defame God. And I just took my slingshot and I killed him. Like he says, you can go down the line of all of these great um, prophets that were just ordinary people. And he says, what if one of them turned to you and said, so what'd you do? <laughs> like, what would you say? It's like, could you imagine the shame you would feel in front of Christ that you had nothing to say? That you had nothing to say with the fact that he made you for such a time as this? Or if worse, that the Lord would say, um, son, daughter, I gave you all of these abilities. I gave you all these opportunities. Why did you not defend me? Why did you not um, uphold my commandments for others to see? And it was just the best explanation of, okay, fine, we're all saved and we're all going to be up there. But can you imagine the shame or humiliation of having nothing to mm -hmm. testify about? Nothing to say, oh, this is my son or daughter with whom I am well pleased. That was good. Um the one example also that he used that's been used uh, in other talks that I've heard is the one in uh, the time of uh, World War II, Nazi Germany, oh, right. with the uh, the trains <clears throat> carrying the Jews to the, the camps that passed by a number of uh, churches. And uh, one thing he didn't say that I've heard before is that the parishioners would hear the trains coming and they knew what they were carrying oh. and uh, what they would do was just sing louder. So they couldn't hear the screams oh. uh, of of help uh, coming from the trains as they drove by. <sighs> yeah, and uh, and that's you know the most horrific example of saying nothing and doing nothing, because they knew they knew what was happening. They knew what was going on. They knew what was happening in those camps, <clears throat> and um, saying nothing, they're just as guilty as uh, the Nazis who did all the horrific things that they were done. Um, so. That's a, that's one important example to to remember. Vivid one. And uh, when you were talking just now, I was thinking about you know, you know, just the one example is the school board is right down the street where they hold the school boards right. uh, meetings every month. <clears throat> and I, I couldn't imagine knowing what I know now not going to the school boards. And then you have the opportunity to public a uh, public 
portion where you can get up and speak and uh and not walking up to that podium and speaking i mean that's the least that's nothing like you know taking on a giant or parting the red sea i understand that but that's one example of something that if when you, ha you have you have that example mm. that there's so it's so easy to win school board elections he's like if 10 of you show up you can win mm. he's like in most jurisdictions i mean ours has turned into a battle because we've already won two seats yeah you know so they don't want to lose the entire school board but in a lot of these districts I mean, I'm really impressed with all the people that have come up and are turning. And I think it's going to be an amazing sweep of school boards across the country. But uh, how could we not get involved in local politics when it's it's actually relatively easy to make change? Mm -hmm. Prop one here in California. Yes. What, what can you do to tell just 10 of your friends to vote no on prop one? Yes. And we could go on and on and on, but uh, this is the time. This is no different than any of those other times that he pointed out. Yes. That, I mean, God is, God is on the ballot. <laughs> <laughs> and he's expecting us to do something about it. Right. Right. Um, Halloween. Just one, oh, just, no, one thing about, just one thing about Halloween. Oh, oh it's so controversial. <laughs> <laughs> so controversial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it the conversation never goes anywhere good <laughs> just post something about it on your feed and watch yeah. i don't i dare not because i've got some pretty hardcore what, people what, on mine what's what's worse about writing an article on halloween or writing an article on uh, yay? yay yeah they're pretty, <laughs> pretty pretty similar i'm i'm a mum's a word on the whole halloween thing <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's when you take a chance of writing an article on such a man that he's going to say something 10 seconds later. Like you go, oh my gosh, it's already published. Yeah. <laughs> I already hit the post button. Yeah. Oh, and he said something about the Jews. Yes. <laughs> All right. Jan French says. She said my article was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. So informative and incredibly frightening. And I'm, I'm glad, uh, you thought that because I think a lot of people don't know all of the other countries that are bringing up uh, disinformation legislation, including the EU. And so um, that's why I was hoping to elucidate that for everybody to let them see that, you know, we are setting a horrible precedence. I mean, we're dictators are using our language. Like mm -hmm. it's yeah. just a horrible reality that the beacon, you know, the shining city on the hill is now, the cause of dictators to oppress their people. Um, yeah. Her horrible turn of events. Well, Jen says he, she didn't know about the EU, but the 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 thing is that you could look at a, a lot of what they're trying to do to this country that's already been done at the in these other countries. Not not just in, in the relationship to socialism, but open borders to um, you know the, you know the First Amendment, our First Amendment, freedom of speech that's being taken away. They of course don't have a First Amendment. I know that, but this, the, the, what they've already done, Canada, what they've done in regard to shutting people's bank accounts. Like you just really can see, this is where they're trying to go here. So just go down the list of constitutional protections <laughs> and each of them starts to rapidly disappear. Yes. The right to safety, prosperity, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness uh, against warrantless seizure, was it four? Is it, mm -hmm. um, against illegal search and yeah. seizure. Yeah, it's just uh, the, the Second, Second Amendment. Amendment. <laughs> yeah. Canada, Canada just took a, they, they can't buy any more guns in Canada. Wow. 
it's all done. So yeah, just look around. But they they tend to they ignore those things. You say, look, this is what's happening. These 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 nations are being destroyed by open borders and just willy nilly uh, immigration. But you know, the dictatorships do not have open borders. None of those no. countries do. <laughs> I try to go into a Muslim country without a valid specific passport that has your entire life history on it. Right. And then you get to the gate and they can still turn you away. Right. So it's very, there are very few and they're usually Western countries that even allow open borders for it. I mean, I don't know what countries in the world allow that, you know, it's a, because it's a devastating process. Yeah. I try to be transgender and, and do a, do a, you know, Saudi a, Arabia. A, yeah. <laughs> Good luck for you. <laughs> It's <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, I, I just you just it's dumbfounding. It is. I, I, there's almost no words. I was being interviewed by a, a reporter with the Orange County Register uh, earlier. She seemed today. pretty fair. Yeah, I, I've actually I I talked to her at a school board meeting before. Oh, I realized okay. I remembered after. Um, but um, you know, even talking to her, who seems to be in the news business, you can say stuff. And Leandra said this too. Leandra Blades is a school board uh, member um, who got voted in. And she was talking to a CNN reporter yesterday. And I was talking to Leandra and she felt the same way that there are certain things that we say and, and alert them to. And they go, wait a minute, that what's happening? That That's, wait, what is that? Like, you go, this, this is what, <laughs> you're in the news business, you know, obviously left-leaning the the news right. industry is left-leaning and then you bring these things to their attention and they're shocked and they say i didn't know that was happening you're in the news business that is the problem they're doing nothing to to understand why it is parents are so upset and what's happening because i mean to this day to to, to not be aware of what's going on today you obviously have your head in the sand and uh it was uh it was interesting to hear leandra say that she had recordings of this and that and the other thing and they go oh I didn't know in the reporter. I didn't know that was happening. Now, obviously, they could be pretending, but she said not. She goes by the look on her face. She truly did not know what she was talking about when it came to CRT wow. or LGBTQ. Meaning, she didn't know what it, like it boys dressing meant. in the girls' locker room, girls dressing in the boys' locker room. Just uh, understanding that's all over the country, <laughs> right? I mean, that's even in how, how could you not know these things yeah. are happening? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sydney says. This was in regard to a few topics back. I was really excited tonight. My church and another had a high school football team cheerleaders and cross country had a dinner for them and preach God's word. Mm. This is one of the many things I've seen since I moved here. I got to pray at a game in Jesus's name. Bit encouraging. That sounds wow. amazing. Like with that coach that just got reinstated back at the university after praying on the yeah. on the end zone or whatever. He finally got reinstated. Cindy, remind us again what uh, state you're in. Yeah, because that'll make a difference. Yeah, I'd be curious. I don't think it's California. No, but um, she's not in California. There can't be. Uh, <laughs> says they will be coming after those standing firm. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma, yeah. good old Oklahoma. <laughs> makes total, total sense. Like another country. <laughs> God, can you imagine? We actually uh, at El Dorado High School, which is in the Placentia Oakland Unified School District. I, I'm uh, I'm proud to say that the football team runs out with the American flag. Oh, right. And uh, and then on certain times they will even have some of the uh, armed forced forces uh, flags, the Marines and the Navy, and 
uh, army in that country. And we do the Pledge of Allegiance. And do the Pledge of Allegiance. Star Spangled Banner. And, yep. And so that, at least we have that going on. In other schools in California, they would say that that's uh, offensive. Um, but um, no, our guys went out there. And I do... I do know that we've prayed from time to time, other than that one time I prayed at the school board meeting and the demons came out, the horrific demons. Yeah, if, uh, we'll have to tell you that story again sometime, but uh, that was that was craziness. Demons were actually in the room being exercised, <laughs> seemingly, when I when I prayed in, yes. the, in the school board meeting. Amen. Um, anything else, my love? I think I, I think we covered it. Yeah, Just we're full. God's trustworthy. We ate a big dinner. Yeah. You ate a big dinner. <laughs> I ate a couple pieces of raw fish, which I'm not a fan of at all. Yeah. But my daughter wanted to go. So one thing Andy we, obliged. One thing we discovered at this all you can eat sushi bar is that Santa Claus loves sushi. <laughs> Your Belinda's Santa Claus, apparently. <laughs> there was a man there that looked exactly like Santa Claus. And it's a popular place for new online dating for oh. for beginners of online dating, which you can kind of tell based on the conversation. It's always fun to point out. <laughs> Hetty and I, just so you know, we're huge people watchers. Yes. And we're very observant of things that are happening around us. And uh, and so that was like one of the tables of man and a woman. And he he talked and talked. And I don't know that she got a, a word in. Very little. One time he took a drink of his drink and she took that moment to say <laughs> three, three words. And then he finished. And he almost spit out the water in his mouth to start talking again. <laughs> Is that a nervous habit sometimes people do? I don't know. I've never been one that chatty. Oh, my God. He was rattling on about all kinds of nonsense. Yeah. Harrison Ford to airports and the oh. regulations of the FAA. Wow. Oh, man. He was he was, he was going, going to for broke. Oh. <laughs> you think she had really any interest in the regulations of the FAA? No. No? Probably not. I'm so glad that these are over. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You want to tell one story of your dating? Uh, no. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. You had a couple good ones. Oh, yeah, they yeah, were. It was all right. Next time. Next time, because we're at our limit. Yes. Right. <laughs> Cindy's been on some of the dates like that. I, you know, it's funny because I my, my online dating was a disaster, but that <laughs> it, it was unique, I think, for me because the Lord was trying to keep telling me to stop dating because he was going to find my husband. I just didn't understand. Uh, to me, that meant go find people and then God would choose. But no, he literally meant to stop dating. It took me a while to figure it out. Uh, but some people have amazing experiences. I mean, one of our friends that was here the other night, she met him on an online date and they happen to go to church. You know, it's just it. Some people get married off of online dating. And so from Christian Mingle, they've had a tremendous amount of success. So, really? yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why it surprises me that you did any online dating. Well, because I never left my house, remember? So, because after my... <laughs> and that was, that was out, that was, that's not even during the pandemic. No, no, because I was studying the Bible and I was a new Christian and I was just, everything was about Jesus. It was so I went to school, came home, and then I tried to mm -hmm. online date because I figured God had promised me a husband. I was like, well, I got to find him. Did you have, I don't know. I've not done the online dating, but did you, are you, is there an ability to search via name? Like, can you search for biblical names? No, but like you, Joshua. I only want to date guys named Joshua. I don't know if you could do it by name. You <laughs> definitely do it by city. You narrow it down by city. Moses. Did you ever try to date a guy by the name of no, Moses? I never went by names. <laughs> no. Is it usually fake? 
the names you usually think you actually don't even know the a person's whole name. <laughs> yeah, one of the guys who tried to get too frisky way too fast, and I was like, whoa. And he's like, what? I thought you liked me. And I'm like, I don't even know your last name. <laughs> like you could be, you could be the like hillside strangler for all I know. You know, it's just like I know nothing about you. I but, but please uh, keep it over there. Show me what he tried to do. No, show me that face. No. <laughs> that was just for you. <laughs> oh, so who goes in for the kid the, on the first date? Like yeah. That. Oh, like apparently, any kid. Apparently, that's what young people do these days. Mm -hmm. But it, no. to me, the you want whole, the woman to want the kiss. But the whole thing about it that was so creepy to me was like <laughs> I didn't know this person. Like it was really a complete stranger. Mm. You come from different cities. You have nothing and no one in common. You don't even know their last name. You don't even know if the name they tell you their as their first name was even their real name. Right. And then they're like, and you want to, you want to have physical contact in light <laughs> of those circumstances? No. No, you can be a crazy axe murderer. So, yeah. So, Cindy's been single 20 years. She probably has a lot of stories. <laughs> uh, Cindy's just said a curiosity. Uh, you've been single 20 years. Does that mean you were married before? And has the Lord promised you? Have you heard from the Lord that you will remarry? Are you 25? <laughs> and now there's Andia. Yes. <laughs> My great love story. <laughs> I didn't try to kiss you. On the well, first date. and again, so I was telling one of the like, one that's of so my crazy to try to kiss somebody on their first date. Yeah, well, that's this different generation. Out there. I mean, unless the girl comes in, like, and then you go, okay, well, I'll do that. But you don't, as the man, you yeah, got to show every, a little chivalry. Every one of my dates, they were super handsy, what? And super frisky, and I just, I kept one of them. I had to say, I, I literally had to say, listen. I don't want you touching me in any way, shape, or form. Because when you didn't want to kiss yeah. them, then they was, there was a lot of like, uh, yeah. like that. Yeah. And I was like, let me make this abundantly clear. <laughs> like literally no physical contact. <laughs> yeah. Somebody needs to these guys don't have dads. They, they must not have fathers. No. Well, was one guy, oh so one guy was a 55-year-old pool guy who lived in somebody else, who rented a room from some other guy. This is Kato Kalen? <laughs> I know Kato Kalen. He's actually a friend 55 of mine. years old, never married, and can't even have his own space. Like, he just mm. rents one room, and there's three other guys in the house. And I was like, probably, I, this probably is... Probably a really nice guy. This is not for me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 25. Yeah. Yes, God had promised me a true love. Yes, been married, divorced, and widowed. Mm. Oh, wow. Well, that's what God had promised me too, Cindy. So um, we affirm what the Lord has told you and, and hold on to his promises and believe that that will come true. We have this beautiful story of a couple in our church, uh, Jackie and her doctor husband. They are. Oh, yes. Yeah, she's 70. He's oh my gosh, 72. So <laughs> and it's so beautiful because she said she was widowed and she thought she would never marry again. And um, the Lord they brought them together. They met at church and so amazingly happy. I actually know two couples that have that story. So uh, everything's perfect in God's timing. So we pray that that comes true for you soon. All right. Command on prayer. Yes.
Oh, dear Lord, thank you that your word never comes back void. The promises that you have made to Cindy, that you have made to me, that you have made to Jan um, and Kate and all of our other friends that are listening, Lord, that we ask that uh, you, you show them your trustworthiness, that you're constantly demonstrating to them that the one that holds the world in his hands and the one that has sealed us with the Holy Spirit, that knew us since the before the foundations of the earth, that has numbered the hairs on our head, will fulfill all of his promises. Thank you, Lord, for all of your promises of goodness in this life and in the next. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ, your only begotten son that runs through our veins that it's his righteousness imparted to us so that we may go on the earth and walk in victory and that hell, death, sin, and the grave have been defeated on our behalf, Lord. Wow, what a promise. What a truth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for making us believers. Thank you for making us members of the royal priesthood. And we ask that you fill us with the courage and the strength of of all of your great prophets rolled into one, Lord, that we may be bold and courageous for the gospel, that we may share your truth with everyone that we meet as as simple as the gospel is lord that we share that gospel with them and that um that you allow that seed to be watered and planted and and grow up into faith thank you for the miracles we have not yet seen lord thank you for all the power all the power of the holy spirit that you have invested in us lord may we use it wisely we love you. We honor you in all that we do. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Iris says. Oh, sorry. Talk about God bringing your husband to you. That happened with us. Yay. He was in the motorcycle club scene. I was not in the motorcycle scene <laughs> at all. Oh, okay. We were not Christians at the time, but God still went before us in our life. When we were going to move to Arizona, he moved us to Paso Robles in California, and he did not leave us. Amen. That's awesome. I so love cool. that. Thank you, Jan. What a cute little, what a cute little picture Jan has on her. Like, oh, yeah. It's a little boy praying. That's so cool. Is that a relative? I presume maybe a grandson or something, or a niece or a nephew. Nephew, looks like a boy. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Yeah, don't have our glasses on. Yeah. <laughs> have a blessed rest of your weekend. Happy yes. Sunday. And don't forget edifi.app, the Edify app. We're part of the Christian Podcast Network. We're so honored to be a part of it. And if you would download, subscribe, it would truly be a blessing for us. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Bye.